Good evening, and welcome to the Lost Lake Farmer Podcast. I'm Kevin. It is Friday, the 7th of January, 2022. So, I'm in the milking parlor, just getting started. And so, given that it is 5 after 7... I am clearly behind on my day. Don't really know what happened. It's not the first time this has happened. I woke up at 6, feeling energetic and in a pretty good mood and good about my day. Had a plan for what I wanted to do. Started out, did my, had a good drink of water some medicines, did my yoga, ate breakfast, and then my energy crashed. So I said, well, I'll just sit on the couch and do some computer work for as long as it takes me to drink this second cup of coffee. And then I got somehow engrossed in uh, looking at Normandy bulls, so the, the cow breed Normandy, uh, because I'm going to need to buy more semen to breed cows with uh, for this year, and so we wanted to see what they had available. And I, they usually prevent, present their, the, the company Norman Genetics that I usually purchase my, my Normandy. I'm going to say Normandy because I'm an American. I know that the uh, correct pronunciation of the breed is Normand, but I'm going to say Normandy from here on out because it's more comfortable for me as a Midwestern American, so... There you go. Um, but uh, that's where I usually buy my Normandy genetics. Uh, the company was started by a uh, French fellow who um, I assume has been in the United States for a while. And um, he is based in either Wisconsin or Minnesota. I'm not sure. I feel like their their offices are in Minnesota, but the, it ships from Wisconsin, so they must have maybe his employees are somewhere else. He his office is in Minneapolis, and his employees are somewhere in Wisconsin. I'm not sure exactly, but at any rate, they're importing um, dairy dairy Normandy semen from France from the best, the best dairy bulls that the breed has to offer in France, uh, as far, as far as I know. And so they, uh, but, uh, they, they don't have a huge selection. It's usually like, uh, I don't know, every year, uh, 20 to 30 bulls or something like that, which compared to a big place like ABS, um, well, I mean, they wouldn't have, they don't have any Normandy at ABS that I have seen, but 
uh, like Holstein sires, they they have I don't know probably hundred or more. I, I don't know, maybe hundreds. But at any rate, much more. Um, so if this is a small company, and you call up, if you call to order half the time or more, you you get you get the owner straight straight on the phone. So that's kind of cool too. Um, and, but they present their bulls in, in, uh, PDF format. So I like to be able to compare them in Excel. And so I usually hand type it into my own Excel spreadsheet so I can run all my analyses. So at any rate, I got engrossed in that whole project. And next thing I knew, it was 1130. And I was like, well, I'm almost done. I'll just finish it up. I'll eat a quick lunch. And then I can move on with my day. I can still get most of what I wanted to do done if I move efficiently. Uh, next thing I knew, it was 2 o'clock. And I ate lunch. And then it kind of was dawning on me what was happening or what I had kind of done with my day. And I was hit by an even bigger energy drop. And Renee had to shock me up from the prone position to get my outside clothes on and just get outside. But the uh, quark batch that I had started yesterday is probably a goner. The pigs will love it, but probably won't be saleable. But we'll see. Renee was good enough to go in and cut it and uh, put some some of it in draining bags so that we can have some for ourselves if it's edible and. I think it's going to be edible, just maybe not quite as good as I would like it to be. Um, and if we deem it good enough, then we can offer it through the... We, we have it listed on our online store, so we would have to remove it from the store if none of it turns out. But the pigs will love the, the rest. They like... They like undrained quark even better, which is essentially clabbered milk, even better than they like milk. And they do very well on it. So it won't be wasted, just feels like a failure. And I fed the cows a lot later than I wanted to, which they weren't pleased about, and the pigs. But uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to go into my failures as, as much, but I don't know. I, yeah, I don't even know why, why that happens. It's just something happens in my brain, and I just lose track of time and can't make myself move. And some part of me knows that I'm not doing what I should be doing or... Sorry, my therapist says not to use the word should. 
um, not doing my, my preferred activity or my planned activity for the day. Although it wasn't total waste. I wasn't like just scrolling through Twitter or, or watching TV or something, but, uh, so I, I do now know my top three bowls that I would, that I want to use from, from the Normandy breed. We select from several, several different breeds every year. And so, uh, without getting too lengthy now, I want to talk just briefly about what traits I look at, uh, when I'm selecting sires. So uh, that's one of the things that I love about um, breeding with artificial insemination is that you get to look at a sire catalog and they have all these different things that you can um, select for. Uh, they, you know, you can you can look at just milk production, or you can look at percent protein, or fat or pounds of protein or pounds of fat they have all the the uh, structural traits like um, rump angle and thorough width and half of those ones I don't really know but they they then have composite scores for composite feet and legs and composite utter and uh, composite utter health <clears throat> um, so I usually use those composite scores because um, I'm doing enough analysis as it is. Um, and so I usually look at health traits first. So last year, my top trait that I was looking at before everything else was longevity. I feel like these milkers are not staying on well. He's getting sucking. Astrid, why do you always get manure on my arm? Um, so, but this year I've been looking at my cow data since we have more years of data and I've been kind of analyzing things more data from our own herd. Um, and I've been um, tracking things more closely and spending more time analyzing our our herd uh, numbers, so I, I kind of have a better handle on where our weaknesses are. So I, I today at least this this one. So different cows I'm breeding to different things. I think I'll talk about my breed selection and crossing on a di different episode, but. Um, for the ones that I'm planning to breed to Normandy, um, the top trait I'm looking at is utter health. And after that, fertility. And after that, having ease. And uh, because I, I, I want to have so... So utter health means that we're, we'll, we will have, we're selecting for low incidence of mastitis and um, low in incidence of somatic cell count, high somatic cell counts and, and so forth. And um, fertility means that we are selecting for cows that will 
come into heat more quickly and get bred more easily, you know, assuming, at least from the genetic perspective, you know, there are all kinds of management things that go into all of those things as well. But just from the genetic side, so that we're moving things more in that direction. Um, so those health traits are my most important. And then calving ease. I, I don't want to have, I don't want to pull calves. I want cows that can have a calf on their own. So I select for calving ease bulls, both on uh, sire calving ease, which means the, that calf that, that is born, you know, that the calves of the parentage of that bull um, will tend to have less calving problems, which generally means not humongous calves. And then also daughter calving ease, which means, so when a heifer calf grows up and has her own calves, that she will tend to have fewer uh, calving issues than, than the average of the Normandy breed, I guess, if we're selecting for within that, um, cause usually comparisons are within a breed. Um, and so we're kind of selecting both from both, both sides there. Um, and, um, let's see then what is next long, then comes longevity after those things. So I feel like longevity is kind of a measure since since all of these traits are being measured within a human managed system, uh, longevity isn't a true, I don't actually know how they measure it, but what I assume is they're taking an average of the daughters, although most of these is a genomic calculated uh, genetic value, but um, the, so, so those, that longevity isn't like the the natural lifespan of that cow or or you know what when she would die of getting cancer or getting sick or die of old age of something um you're measuring basically when as how long she'll be healthy enough that the managers in all those different herds that it's being measured from will um, want to keep that cow in the herd because she is um, healthy enough to not need too much medicine, um, to be producing enough and of good enough quality milk to still be in the herd and have good enough fertility. So I feel like longevity is, it's a health trait, but it's kind of a catch-all for many different health traits. Um, since we're in sort of an artificial situation where they're not dying. Most of the time they're not dying of natural causes, they're dying because of human selection. Um, so, and then we get to, finally after longevity, we get to production traits. So. Then I, I go to total uh, protein and fat production. Um, and then I look at, which is kind of 
a combination of the percent protein, the percent fat, and the milk production. And then, then I look at the percent protein, then the percent fat, because for cheese, in, in my eyes, for the cheeses I'm making anyways, um, the protein is what is going to be the, the most important for um, for cheese yield. Um, and, and the other thing is that with our grass-fed system, fat levels are going to tend above the average anyways. So I don't, I, I don't select for it at, at, very heavily for fat percentage. And well, what I didn't mention is the, the sort of an exclusionary criteria before I do all of that, I'm selecting only bulls that have the big B, big B, um, Kappa casein, yeah, um, which is good for cheese making, um, especially in particular cheese yield. Uh, so not necessarily a higher protein percentage, but um, it's a kind of protein that more of the protein ends up in the cheese. And the Normandy breed tends to have one of the highest percentage of that genotype. And then the second one of those exclusionary ones is A2A2, which um, is something that uh, some people believe is a kind of, so that's the A2A2 is the beta casein, I believe, which, so basically it's, it's, it's believed to be a more digestible protein, milk protein for humans than the A1A2 or A1A1 uh, genotypes. So I have been selecting only A2A2 bulls from the beginning. Um, I haven't genotyped all my cows, but I think some of my cows may have been at least A1 carriers in the beginning. Um, so I'm sure I don't have a pure A2A2 herd yet, but if I keep selecting bulls like this, eventually I will. Uh, and I have been testing some of the cows and heifers. I'll get some of those results in about a week here. So, uh, those are the main things that I look at, but, um, the details of how I weight each one and how, because... Uh, there, there is no such thing as a perfect, perfect sire. So, so generally, the top one for all for um, health traits will be a really low producer, and um, then very frequently in the protein and fat, the ones that are really high in protein percent tend to be lower within a breed anyways. Breed, between breeds is a different thing, but within a breed, the ones that tend to be higher in protein, at least in my observation, tend to be lower in fat. So I try to kind of 
not select too much for the extremes on things like that. And um, also not too far in the extreme on production. Um, and yeah, so that gives you a basic idea of how I am selecting bulls. And uh, I will, I haven't selected my the bulls from the other breeds that I buy from by yet, but I, I, I don't need to buy them until like May. So I'm not really in a hurry. So, um, yeah, so health traits, health, tra health and fertility traits first, and then milk quality traits and then production traits. All right. That's enough for today. It already got longer than I would prefer. So hope you learned something. Have a good night. Bye.